Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 29. So this week, I want to talk sort of not about a specific book, but about a conversation. Um, this conversation was sparked in part by um, last Friday, I was watching Date Night with Alyssa Cole, which is like uh, like sponsored or put on by Loyalty Bookstore. And the guests for this date night were uh, Olivia. I don't know if it's Wade or White. I'm pretty sure it's Wade. If it's not, she's going to be like, girl, you were wrong. Um, Courtney Milan and the incomparable uh, Miss Beverly Jenkins. Okay, so I was hella excited for this. Um, I've been excited for all of the date nights. They've been so much fun. I love them so much. Um, and I cannot wait for whatever the next one is going to be. And so I already knew that it was going to be obviously wonderful and fantastic because we've got Alyssa Cole, Beverly Jenkins, Courtney Milan, and Olivia Waite. Like, hi, how, duh, gonna be awesome, all right? That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So I was already expecting a fun, fantastic, whatever the fuck time. And Alyssa brought up something that I was like, huh, really interesting. And she brought up the fact, so she, the reason she brought up what, um, the term historical fantasy was because earlier that day uh she had seen on twitter someone talking about the fact that an article or a blog post had been taken down on some sort of jane austen site because the blog post talked about you know non-white and non-heterosexual and you know just people who weren't you know white heterosexual and cis gendered being in the Regency novels, right? Specifically, uh, I believe uh, the J A F F stands for Jane Austen fan fiction. Um, I'm I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't. I'm pretty sure I've never read a single Jane Austen novel. I I don't plan to. Um, absolutely nothing about them um, appeals to me in any way, shape, or form. At no point have I been like, oh my god, I need to. Mm-mm. I really couldn't tell you the difference between Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. And you may come up on here being like, Esther, actually, there's... Don't know. And to be, to be, to be honest, to be honest, don't care. So I know very little about that world, right? Um, Do I read historical romance? Yes. Do I care at all for the Jane Austen world? Um, so of course I, I also didn't know what this was about. So I went and I found one blog post, which was someone talking about how the fact that that specific blog post had been taken down was a problem. Um, and then I went and read the original blog post. Um, and that blog post, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't like terrible, but it was taken down from what was it? Austin readers or I don't, whatever, because... (laughs) It was taken down because, um, you know, race is such a hot button topic and it's controversial. And let's not do that. Um, because, you know, the RWA was with this you know, ma- you know, wonderful institution, which is brought down by talk. Right? First of all, what? So as Alyssa Cole brings it up and the fact that 
there are people who hopefully not now but have definitely at in the past considered books that have black characters that have you know um characters uh you know who are from different parts of both east and south asia who are from you know different parts of latin america who are just not you know white from specific parts of europe um the fact that anyone would consider that to be historical fantasy is kind of like the fuck and you might be like well why is it so like like bad okay so historical fantasy right according to the wikipedia is a category of fantasy that incorporates fantastic elements such as magic into a more realistic narrative so if historical fantasy is you know adding things like magic to you know the realistic narrative and then you turn around and you're like oh my god people of color falling in love (laughs) must be a fantasy so you're saying that like people who look like me falling in love just is impossible unrealistic oh you're saying not now now it's now it's fine but during the regency um which can refer to the exact period where the king what was his name king george the third so at one point they're like this man ain't fit to rule so his son ends up ruling for a period which is 1811 to 1820 and he's the prince regent while he does this because he's not quite king right his father's still you know alive the heart is king, so quite not yet king um so some people consider the regency to be literally when you know what's his face king george he ends up being king george the fourth when he rules as prince regent that's considered regency for some people which is 1811 to 1820 but some people actually span it to be part of when he rules right um of course the decline of his father's rule part of when he rules and partially after which if you factor that in you could even say it's from 1790 until 1820 anyway this idea this concept that you know in 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 england in london you know a massive sort of sort of hub place of you know power and might etc 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 would just not have anyone of color of any sort would not have anyone of any other orientation other than heterosexual would not have you know people who are both able-bodied and disabled etc is if we're if we sit down and we are completely honest with ourselves absolutely motherfucking ludicrous absolutely motherfucking ludicrous and you might be like esther so when you say that what do you mean i mean let's see the way i think of it is in this context right if at this point in time england is this massive global colonial force because it's not like they were like oh so we went and we colonized like two places and i went home at this point in time they've colonized parts of africa parts of you know asia china parts of the caribbean you know they're in you know quote unquote the new world in both you know what we now call north america i'm sure have you know at least four of them 
and when I say for I'm being facetious uh have you know have dabbled into so if you have that level of of reach as a global power right London as probably your most prominent city is going to have people in it from everywhere correct because again it's not like oh well I went off to wherever I was colonizing and I only ever has sex and or relationships and or children with other other you know white british people like first of all what no right and that's you know that's very base very crass like yeah you could have gone off to any part of the world and you know just been a fucking hoe and or as some people call it a rolling stone and just left children in every port but you know and that's that's at at its most basic right like if you're if you're some white seafaring dude you know leaving children in every port and in many of these ports you know are are the people there white no so first of all biracial kids all over the place right but on top of that like who's to say that you're not going to go off to jamaica or you're not going to go off to india or you're not going to go off to china or you're not and meet a woman and fall in love and be like you know what like like we're going to go back to england to i'm not leaving you behind right oh no they weren't gonna do that really the f- human nature does not work uh, like that uh, i feel like mm-mm, no mm-mm, mm-mm. and so then you have to start to realize like no there must have been people with you know privilege and power who weren't white oh but like is there like they were all slaves really everyone was a slave everyone 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 who was a person of color was a slave that seems cray cray right i'm sure that there were freed people so there were freed people and those freed people traveled to london right to europe uh so then like wouldn't they be falling in love and leaving kids and those kids grow up and what so when you think of it like that like london is this massive cosmopolitan city in the sense of like yes it's not you know the size that it is today but it wasn't like london was a backwater right no port no it's a massive and and i'm just talking about london what about the rest of the country and here's the thing if i um either a white woman or a white man and i fall in love with a person of color things might might be might be difficult in certain parts of the country but because the country is so vast and there aren't that many of us i can also go off find some land off in some corner because you know someone left me in a state or whatever and like live with my biracial kids and be fine because i'm you know living my life and people ain't gonna bother me so it got me thinking because i love you know romance and my very first romance um that if you listen to episode one you know that i may you know borrowed sort of illegally from the library aka i smuggled it out with me because i knew that they weren't gonna let me take it out because i was like 11 from the library you know and then like smuggled it back in because i I wanted to read it but wasn't like a thief thief you know not like a for real thief just like a kind of sort of thief so that was that was my very first romance and that was a historical um and it was set in whatever time period it is uh 
after the British have come to America, but like before the revolution. Don't know what that is, guys, because I didn't grow up here, so don't know say. And like, yes, I could Google it right now, but I'm not going to. And so, like, the the young woman, uh, the heroine, is engaged to some British dude, general or whatever, but she doesn't know him, doesn't actually like him. And then um, this Native American guy kidnaps her because he hates that guy for what he's done to his people. And is like, I'm going to kidnap his, you know, fiance. But she's kind of like, I don't like him either. And then they fall in love and he ends up killing the fiance um, because he was a terrible, terrible man. Anyway historical and so i obviously you know my love of romance you know starts i guess you could say with historical and yet i know that i was a fully grown adult like after you know 18 and or 21 before i saw and read my first sort of historical with like a black person like a person who was like wholly black um and 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 what like that's that's a full like basically decade later and one of the things that i remember thinking at the time was like oh wait oh 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 that makes sense right like if we were here cuz you'd been brought over us like you don't just like obviously you didn't all just die out cuz like then you know so oh yeah that Yes, yes, that does make sense. Why isn't there more? Why isn't there more, right? Because we're writing, or we authors are writing and creating new stories. And wouldn't you then be able to tell even more stories if you really sort of start to open up and really look at, you know, the reality? And I think what's been really difficult is that there are people who are like but it's just not realistic and the the question is like well why isn't it realistic well because you know they were oppressed so oppressed people don't fall in love oppressed people have experienced no joy um, and something that they mentioned on the call is like that's out uh, on the call on the the date night event was that like people are being oppressed right right now right right if we are all 100 percent like you know you know, the United States, right, still has children in cages, right? You're seeing, you know, people going into the street and protesting and being killed. You're seeing people being pulled over or, you know, and being killed. People are going into, you know, cops are showing up at people's homes and killing them. So oppression hasn't, like, disappeared. Like, we aren't in, like, this, like, you know, post-oppressive utopia where, like, well, no, People are being oppressed right as we speak, both within, you know, the physical borders of the United States. And then we can go to other parts of the world. Does that mean that no one is falling in love right now? That people who have, quote unquote, you know, so many things stacked against them aren't falling in love right now? Are you what? What? So... If people right now are falling in love while living under horrific conditions, would it that mean then that people would have been falling in love in the past under horrific conditions? 
And something else that I thought of was, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, if you wondered what you would be doing or how you would be acting or what your response would be like if you had been alive during XYZ moment in the past, now as we live while history is literally being made, what you were doing is what you probably would have been doing back then. And I think to myself, okay, a lot of people are out protesting. A lot of people are are out doing a lot of things. A lot of people are waking up every day and living their everyday life. They are working, whether it's from home or they're going to work. They are, you know, eating, cooking, falling in love with people. Depending on where things are for you, maybe you have entanglements 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 um right people are getting married and getting divorced and falling in love and falling out of love and having children and you know you know ruining the day they had them people are making the choice to move cross country uh for love people are making the choice to move cross country to get away from the implosion of said love um we have pandemic going on right quarantine and people are continuing to do the things that we look at when we look at historical and think well maybe like that's impossible And what we need to take away is that no, right? It's not impossible that there are going to be people who might not be out in the streets protesting and posting on their social medias and doing all of these things um, and are sort of on the fringe of social movements, but are still, you know, waking up and being like, and then I fell in love with him, her, they, them, etc., and so as I thought about, because that, that, like, as I'm, you know, listening to the Berlin studies, these women, I kept thinking like, yeah, historical fantasy, historical fantasy, historical fantasy, that for so many people, the thought, the sheer thought that people who look like me or like some of my friends falling in love in the past was just so so outside the bounds of what they could accept that it could just not be considered historical romance it now had to be as fantastical as out there as as magic as sorting hats and wands and you know Things that go bump in the night and, you know, supernatural, just impossible in, in terms of the world where we have come from. And that is so sad. It's so sad because you're saying, you're thinking to yourself, hey, <laughs> you, you people who don't look like me. Y'all, we're just literally just sitting in corners crying about how bad things were. But you weren't having afternoon tea um, with ladies. You weren't meeting dukes and viscounts and marquises and 
whatever other whatever um earls uh you weren't none of that was possible none of that was ever imaginable because it was all just us us whites just us just us drinking tea because we're civilized and the lot of you are not right it's okay you're civilized now but you weren't then right because you know we weren't there we have no idea as far as we're concerned all dukes all nine thousand fifty eleven of them had perfect teeth were tall broad-shouldered tapered waists you know high firm buttocks which is insane right because if these motherfuckers were inbreeding left right and center how how friend how how are you going to have all of these desirable traits of masculinity if everybody is fucking everyone's cousin or second cousin third cousin fifth cousin twelfth cousin twice removed don't make no sense right ah but you're not worried about things that don't make no sense and are illogical when it is caucasians falling in love it's only when it's non-caucasians falling in love in the past that you're like oh wait 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 is this this is inaccurate right meaning can't be real right meaning girl this can't you you just you're just making things up like Oh, so you weren't making up Earl of this and Earl of that? Duke of this and Duke of that? You weren't... That, those are all real. All, all, all of those. All, all of those Dukes? All, all, so many Dukes. Yes, yes. So many. But it's fine, right? That, that's fine. And so I... It made me think... And what I... Th- one of the things that I also thought to myself was like, what, what would historical romance look like if we really, really sort of opened up and brought in all of these stories from characters that up until now we were like, ooh, but did this happen? Um, what would that look like? And then I also had the crazy thought, what if 200 years from now, romance writers are writing about 2020, don't know what this time period is going to be called. I mean, for me, it'd be Apocalypse Now, but it might have a different name. Um, And... Because it's 200 years later, and because the history books have been skewed a certain way, all of us who aren't white and aren't of a certain sexuality aren't included. What? Imagine that. Imagine romance authors 200 years from now. So that would be... 2220 is that you right by 200 to 2020 yeah 2220 writing about the 2020s right because that's that'll be historical right <laughs> i mean at that point 
1780 or whatever is gonna feel like what we think of like as medieval like whoo girl what jesus too far too far so right 200 years ago 2220 or no 200 years forward and all the stories are just about caucasians there are no black people and if there are they're slaves there are no asians and you're like like, wait wait esther we're not slaves now but but that's the narrative right so maybe they'll be like oh all black people have gone to prison and so you know do slave work Ooh, latinas are maids Ooh, asians are nail techs that's it that's it if we think of it like that like that's unacceptable right because the reality that we're living today tells us that that's not true and yet and yet there are too many people who are like hey 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 back then 1780 1820 ooh, 1820s literally 200 years ago <laughs> look at me math didn't think i could do that but you know sometimes one is surprised but yeah 1820 people are telling us there were no people of color there were no black indigenous people of color in the 1820s 200 years ago no it was just just the whites just the whites and you're like, wait, what? Well, what about in the merchant class? Oh, it's just whites. Okay, well, what about in the different professions? Oh, whites. Whites only. But where was everybody else's? Where was everyone else, right? Because, like, all of us who are people of color didn't just spring up fully formed. We got ancestors. What were our ancestors doing? Suffering. Okay, but, like, they had moments of, no. They were suffering, suffering. They were kneeling on beds of nails and bleeding and everything was grim. <laughs> like, bitch, what? No, that can't be true. Yes, it is. It can't be. It is, but it's not. But it is. Like, that's ludicrous. And if we accept that today then we have to accept that 200 years from now people are gonna write about this time period and be all like it was just white people falling in love with billionaires and there's gonna be like 90 million billionaires and there's going to be you know lots and lots of multi multi-billionaires and a few trillionaires and you're gonna be like what about like people who just you know were what no, those didn't exist people who made hundreds of thousands of dollars boring that wasn't real that's not realistic take it away throw it burn it and so it just has me really thinking like wow there are people who even within the world of fiction are so entrenched in a specific world of you that the idea of introducing or writing more about what actually
actually was happening. It's just like, nah, girl, can't, can't, can't. That's controversial. That's hot topic. We don't want that, right? We don't want that. Because to do that means to sit in the uncomfortable feeling that stems from the realization that this time period, like all periods in history, is not exactly what we pictured based on, you know, shitty textbooks shitty first person accounts from a select group of people it's like ooh, you're telling me i have to think about you know others and what the world would have looked like with the others there but i wanna i've done such a great job of crafting a world both for myself and a world view that doesn't include these others don't ask me to add that to my fiction and then sometimes I wonder, oh, is it going to be that whole, oh, but I'm just, bro, well, these books are an escape. And if you include the ills of the time, which the ills of the time are obviously going to include, you know, people of other sexualities, because lesbians and gays and bisexuals just popped up. In the 50s and 60s. Again, also, did not exist in the past. I was like, wait, yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. You're like, but we have records. Ah, ah. What records you speak of? This is a newfangled concept. New. Because we have the... Is hubris the right word? Is that the word that means that like we have the audacity, the goal to believe that what we're experiencing now is new? Like we ain't been doing this shit over and over and over and over and over again. Like we haven't been repeating so many of the same mistakes because, you know, we don't like learn. Eh. Right. And so people are out here being like, no, 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 this period of history is nothing like any other period of history because x and y and z and g and h and k and l m and o p it's like mm, what what did you say i i think you are, are crazy and then something else courtney milan brought up she said that um she mentioned the mind projection fallacy um which is when someone thinks that the way they see the world reflects the way the world really is and i was like oh yes i can see that right if you truly believe that there were no people of color that there were no disabled people living full lives that there were no people of other sexual orientations other than heterosexual alive and well and thriving then you are going to assume that that is how the world was in the past and you're not going to be like oh yeah let me go find out you're just be like no i mean that can't be how it was because I don't think it was like that. And so therefore, 
the way I see the world, right? Because I've centered myself in my worldview, which I mean, makes sense, right? We all have to in some way center ourselves because we are each of us having our own sort of lived experience. We can't live someone else's life because we're not them, right? We, you know, the whole like, we each have our own unique path and like fingerprints, we're all different and unique and yada, yada, yada. So yes, on one hand, yes, your way of seeing the world is going to be very, in some ways, limited to your experience. But if you immediately and automatically assume that your experience is everyone else's experience, and you just don't allow that to ever sort of be um, challenged, then yeah, you're going to wake up and be like, girl, what? In the Regency, there ain't none of these people. It's just the whites. How do they get their sugar? What? How do they get their sugar? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do they get any of their goods? Who does all of this work? Wait. Oh, so there aren't going to be any sort of rich people that aren't white? Of course not. Why? Because there can't be. Because why? It's not possible. Well, we have them now. Oh, yeah, but that's now. Oh, so in the past, people of color never rose to heights of money and fame? Just now. Yeah, okay, but like if we go back 50, 60, 100 years ago, we we can find some of them, right? Yeah, but that's different. How? Mm, well, oh, and see, all of a sudden, they they can't tell you because they're too busy being like, the way I see the world is the way the world is. And it's like, ooh, I mean, that's what people who thought the earth was flat thought. See how wrong they were. <laughs> right? Those are the same people who were like, you're going to get to an edge and then fall off into the abyss. What is the abyss? We don't know. But how do you know that there's a, we know there's an edge, but how? Because there is like, you know, okay. I mean, I can't argue with that level of crazy after a while. That's just exhausting. You're just like, pero, pero what? So I just thought it was a really interesting conversation and it definitely, I will say that in the last few years, I've become a lot more conscious of searching for, you know, representation of both myself and of the people that I know, right? I grew up in Toronto, which is a city that is like, we're so multicultural, and it is, and there's, you know, I've got friends from different backgrounds, and so now when I'm reading romance, I want to see romance with characters from different parts of the world but i don't want it to just be contemporary i don't want it to just be paranormal i want to see the breadth of romance right all of the many many men and men 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 is genres have this level of diversity and not just in people from different sort of um racial and ethnic backgrounds but characters of different orientations because again it's absolutely crazy that we would think oh lesbians are just a now thing gays are just a now thing bisexuals just just now non-binary just now asexual oh no just 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 happened in the last 10 years girl what that that's no 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 friend no and so i want to find and i look for and i hope that there are authors working on 
you know, books that have characters that are disabled when we meet them and stay disabled and live great, fun, you know, fun-filled, love-filled lives, you know? I don't need you to be blind for a portion of the book. And then, you know, you had eye surgery or you had to hit a bump on the head and hit a bump on the head. No. Does that make sense? It doesn't to me, but whatever. You get what I'm trying to say. And your eyesight is magically restored. Like, nah, you blind the whole time. And you live. And you fall in love. And everything's great. Or, you know, you're missing a leg, an arm, both legs, both arms. Oh. What about a romance with a hero who doesn't have any limbs? But he got that mouth, though. Sorry, guys. I had to sorry you're all like esther really and i'm like maybe perhaps but yeah like i want that to exist and i want to see more of that because bringing it back to miss beverly jenkins seeing those stories right of people of black people falling in love while the world is on fire literally is a way of seeing or imagining what the love stories of people in my family might have been like even if i you know i never heard it because it wasn't ever written down or the set and the other um of knowing that even in the bleakest and darkest of times love um the concept the emotion existed and not just existed but it flourished and thrived right right now as we are all living in a time of such uncertainty a time of such change of such so many levels of devastation both on personal fronts and on community fronts on national fronts on global fronts seeing being able to read or you know listen via audiobook to stories of love at other points in history where things were as bleak were as awful were as frightening were as uncertain where everyone thought this is this is the end as we know it um is so at least for me reassuring right because if people fell in love then and people are falling in love now then we'll still be here i mean maybe not me you know i'm not about to find you know immortality juice and just like be be still kicking around in you know 2307 like girl no ew can you imagine being alive in 2307 like can you what would that look like i mean back in the day we thought the jetsons would be real and here we are no fucking flying cars bitch none of that i don't know how i feel about that maybe not i really want teleportation though i i need people to work on teleportation right um but yeah like what is the kind of romance that's going to be written about this time period when we're you know when we fast forward it or or we're in you know the 2100s 2200s 
the 2300s. I'm curious. And I hope that by like thinking of it like that, you can see like, hey, if we erase all of us who aren't white, then we lose so much, right? And to erase all of us who aren't white is untrue and like wrong. So if we can't do it now, then we shouldn't do it for the past. So anyway, that was just like my rambling thoughts because it was going around around in my mind and it's also been a week of, I don't know, work is boo-boo and life is crazy and it's hot, hot, hot. And uh, I tired, tired, tired. Um, So this is all you're getting this week Uh, in terms of books. I mean uh brom book pod of course is doing jenkins july so it's just basically beverly jenkins all month long so if you haven't read her i mean there are oh my god this wonderful wonderful amazing individual created sort of a list of her books in order like in terms of like when they start time period wise so like the very oldest book based on like like i believe the oldest one is like 1775 like the time period is set in all the way and oh my god I think I want to read them in that order. Like, I've read a bunch, but I think I want to go and now read in that order so I can, like, see as time progresses because, ah! Uh, So I'm going to put a link to that thread, that Twitter thread, in the show notes so you, too, can see this the amazing work that this young woman has done and shared with us all. Um, If you're looking for you know, new releases of historical romance. Vanessa Riley just had, ah, I'm blanking on the title. It's like a Duke, a girl and a baby. No, it's, that's not it. A boo. Okay. I'm, I'm looking it up because it's going to bother me if I don't like know. And I'm just going to be like, but how could I notice? Wow. I was, I was, I was all the way off. Um, it's a duke the lady and a baby oh i guess i said a duke a girl and a baby so like technically she's a lady um and it's got a west indian heroine um who else just has Ooh, well olivia's is not out yet i believe it actually i believe olivia's book comes out very soon if i'm not like mistaken and no i don't Oh, that's an image. Uh, if I'm not like totally cuckoo, the book, the title is called The Care and Feeding of Wa- Waspish Widows, right? And so there's beekeeping and oh, she talked about bees and I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, this is so fucking cool. Like, I had no idea that there was, ooh, it's, it says on sale seven twenty eight. Okay, so not, not next week. The week after. I feel like it's on sale sooner. Nope, it's July twenty eighth. Anyway, Olivia waits the care and feeding of waspish widows. Um, you need to if you haven't read um her other book, which is the Lady's Guide to Celestial Mechanics. Please, I beg of you read it it is it is so good it is so 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 good so if you haven't read it 
get you the book, right? I mean, you can also Alyssa Cole's historicals. Who, if you're like Esther, like I've been really tired and uh, I can't read long things. She's got two historical novellas. I talked about them like three weeks ago. You can start there. Uh, and Courtney Milan's like um, she her historicals. Oh. Yeah, just, you know, read anything by those four others. So, Olivia Waite, Cordy Milan, Alyssa Cole, Beverly Jenkins, Historical Romance, Olivia I'm singing that out loud while I do a happy dance. Um, so, yes, uh, that is this week's episode. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to delve into the Guild Hunter world. And you're like, the Guilt Hunter world? What is that? That's Nalini Singh's Guilt Hunter series. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start getting into that because come November, there'll be a new book in that series, right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, first book in that will be next week. And that's Angel's Blood. And I actually realize I haven't reread that one since the first time I read it. So I'm very excited to get back into that because... I'm sure that there are details I missed because it's been so long. So yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Have a fantastic time, you know, drinking water, staying hydrated, being blessed, um, eating what you can, uh, not beating yourself up if you eat more or less. Uh, It is okay. Um, And I hope that you get to read at least one romance that just like makes you be like bitch i am so happy that i have this book in my life i hope that for for y'all because ooh, reading good romance ooh, i was gonna say something and then the thought ran away so never mind never mind all right guys have a wonderful week bye